Are you ready for the word today? Amen. Okay, we are going to do a thing. I want you to repeat after me. 30 days praise challenge. We're going to do a 30-day praise challenge, okay? 30-day praise challenge. We've been praying and seeking the Lord and just going, God, you know, we're just loving on the Lord. And the Lord spoke to us and said, I want you to do a 30-day praise challenge. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Well, wouldn't it be funny if there was 30 days in the month of November? So I looked on the calendar in November, and guess what? There's 30 days in this month of November. So guess what? This is going to be our 30-day praise challenge. Praise. What does praise mean, okay? We can go through all these different things of what praise means. Commend, express admiration for, to applaud, to pay tribute to, to speak highly of, to compliment, to congratulate, to sing, sing the praises of, to rave about, express warm approval, okay? These are all great meanings of what praise is, okay? Have you ever praised your child before for doing good? Oh, you did such a great job. Wow, I'm so proud of you. You did great, okay? But what is it when we praise God, okay? I want to read to you really quick. There is actually seven meanings of praise in Hebrew. The word praise has seven different meanings to it, okay? Isn't that amazing how one word can have so many different meanings? Amen? So the first meaning is called yada. Everyone say yada. Okay? It means the extended hand to throw out the hand, therefore to worship with extended hand. Everyone raise up your hands right now. So when we're praising the Lord like this, you're saying yada. You're worshiping by yada, okay? It's like there's a, there's a scripture in Psalm 63, 4. This isn't on the, the PowerPoint. It says, thus I will bless thee while I live. I will yada, or lift up my hands in thy name, okay? The second name for praise in the Hebrew is called todah, todah, todah. Say that with me, todah, Okay? That means thanking God for things not yet received, as well as things already at hand. So it literally means like an extension of the hand in adoration or acceptance. So put, it, put your hands out like this. It's like you're receiving, right? When you put your hands out like this, you're receiving. But this is todah, meaning you're thanking God for the things not yet received, okay? So you're, you're expecting and saying, thank you, God, for that thing that I, I know I've prayed about, but I just praise you for it because it's coming, and I just thank you, okay? There's another meaning. It's called halal. Everyone say halal, okay? Halal, it comes from Hebrew. It's Halal is a primary Hebrew word for praise. Our word hallelujah actually comes from this base word, okay? It means to be clear, to shine, to boast, show, to rave, celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Halal. So I imagine, remember when David danced before the Lord? And he danced, and he said, I'll be even more foolish than this. Okay? That was halal. He didn't care what people thought. He was just giving it all to God. He was just boasting and going, you're awesome, God, and dancing and didn't care, and his clothes were falling off. Number four, Shabak. Say Shabak. Shabak, okay? Shabak means to address in a loud tone, to commend, to triumph, to exclaim, glory, and to shout. How many of you like to shout? Oh, that was so weak. Okay. How many of you like to shout? Woo! Yes, God! Okay. So, the next one, number five, is called Barak. 
Everyone say Barack. It's not Barack Obama, okay? Barack. <laughs> okay, it means to kneel down, to bless God as an act of adoration, okay? So it's it also it means to expecting to receive a blessing from the Lord. So when we get down on our knees and you're actually worshiping the Lord, that's called Barack, but you're expecting to receive a blessing from the Lord. Okay, number six is Zamar. Everyone say Zamar. Okay, that means to touch the, the strings, so to play the instruments. Okay, how many of you in this place, you're not on the worship team yet, but you play instruments. Raise up your hand. See, there's a few of you. Uh-huh. Okay, number seven. This is my favorite one, Tehillah. Everyone say Tehillah. Okay, Tehillah is to sing too loud. God is enthroned on the praises of Israel. So this is the kind of praise, it's, it's in um, a song form, okay? It's the praise where it says, and God inhabits the praises of his people. That, that verse has been so misinterpreted because really there's seven different words for praise, so there's, it depends on which word that the Bible's talking about when it talks about praise, okay? But when it talks about God inhabits the praises of his people, it's talking about the Tehillah praise. And that's the praise where God really does come and inhabit that, but it's the spontaneous songs. So when we're singing the Lord and, and you know, we're just, we're worshiping the Lord and a prophetic song comes, a spontaneous song, it's not something that's organized, it's not something that's planned, but it just comes out. And when those songs are released, that's when the Lord inhabits those praises. Amen. Okay. So which is your, which one is your type of praise that you really like to praise the Lord with? Yada, Todao, Halal, Shabak, Barak, Zamar, or Tehillah? Look at somebody next to you, and I want you to say one of those words right now. <laughs> Pastor Joseph is going to say Barack because everyone says he looks like Barack Obama, right? Okay. No pun intended. We love Barack Obama, too. Bless our president, Lord, in Jesus' name. Okay. So anyways, 1 Corinthians 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Okay. We're going to talk about just a few different verses here, and we're going to break this down. I want you to open up your Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 16. How many of you need a breakthrough in this place today? Go raise up your hand. Okay. Lord, I just pray right now over your people, God, that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying right now. That you would open up our heart to be able to receive this word today. And God, that we would get it, that we would get the revelation of it. And God, that we would praise you and that we would see things start to change, Lord, on this 30-day praise challenge. And everyone says, Amen. amen. Okay. So open your Bible to Acts chapter 16. And we're going to start reading um, and verse 16. And we're going to go through 35. So, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept us up for many days. Finally, Paul became troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. 
When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Verse 22. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. Everyone say, thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, everyone say midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake, say violent earthquake, that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's, say everybody's, everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Paul and Silas, I can just imagine Paul. Have you ever just been irritated, like you're sitting around somebody and you just, you know there's like some weird spirit on them and you just want to go ah I just rebuke in the name of Jesus I can just see Paul just getting frustrated like this girl like she's just you know she's totally demon possessed like I'm just going to take authority over this and he did you know in the name of Jesus I command you to you know come out and the spirit has to leave because it's in Jesus name that the spirit has to leave and by doing that obviously the owners of the slave girl that were making lots of money by her fortune telling they were going to be now poor because they weren't going to be making any money off of her at all because it was a spirit. Fortune-telling is a spirit. It is an evil spirit, okay? If anybody ever wants to read your palm of your hand, okay, you just show them the palms of your hand to Jesus, lift them up to Jesus because that is totally demonic and it is an evil spirit, okay? So this woman was possessed. She got free. And then actually Paul and they, they were put into prison okay Paul and Silas were put into prison because of that so as they're in prison it doesn't say here that they complained and they moaned and they groaned okay they were beaten severely they were flogged and beaten severely I can imagine the pain the physical pain that they were actually going through at that moment okay how many of you are going through a painful moment right now okay there's a few of you a painful moment okay, where you have every right to say, ow, okay, this hurts, I don't like this, I can't deal with this thing anymore, like I just like to, to complain, it's called complaining, and to get that out before the Lord, what did they do, it says at midnight, everyone say midnight, 
Okay, I always call God the 1159 God, but he's never late. He's always on time, 1159. So at midnight, they started praying and singing hymns to God. They didn't say, oh, we're complaining, we're, woe is me. They started praying and singing to the Lord and worshiping the Lord and praising him. And what happened? And the prisoners were listening to them. Okay, did you know that there are people that maybe you have been put into a prison spiritually. Maybe it's by something that somebody's done to you. Maybe you're going through a mess right now in your life. But you know what? There are other people in a prison also, okay? There are other people that are going through situations just like you or similar to you. And you know what? Those people are listening to you to see what you're going to say, what's going to come out of your mouth so they can get out of their prison too. Amen? There are people that are watching you go through the situation that you're going through. So now, what did they say? The prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, everyone say suddenly. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once, all, say all, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. When you get your breakthrough other people around you are going to get their breakthrough too. Let me say that again. When you get your breakthrough, other people around you are going to get their breakthrough too. Okay? It wasn't just their chains that were falling off. It was everyone that, that was around them in the prison. There was an earthquake that came. The power of God came over that place and literally set them free, broke the chains, broke the shackles off of their feet. Okay? And totally set them free. And the jailer, the one that put them in that place, because there's somebody that's put you in this, in this bad position. There's somebody that's created some problems for you. There's somebody that's accused you wrongly. There's somebody that has done different things against you. But you know what? Even the jailer saw the power of God moving on their lives and said, what do I need to do to be saved? What do I need to do to be saved? Like, this has got to be God. The person that was against you now is looking at you saying, what do I need to do to receive Jesus? And him and his whole family got saved. They got baptized and they got saved. Amen? Wow. Praise is a powerful weapon. Praise is a powerful weapon. Look at the person next to you and say, praise is a powerful weapon. Okay? Praise, it opens doors, and it breaks chains off. Have you ever felt like, like you've been like weighed down before, spiritually speaking? I, I have, okay. <laughs> and where you feel like you just can't even get up sometimes in the morning, and you just feel like there's some big weight on you. It's like a, maybe a chain or a shackle that the enemy has tried to put on you. Maybe it's some kind of accusation that the enemy has tried to put on you. Maybe it's some kind of sickness. Maybe it's some kind of financial problem. I don't know what you're going through. But when you feel that weight and you wake up in the morning, you're just like, oh, God. It's like the enemy's right there going, look at your problem. Look at this circumstance. Look at this. Look at this. And he tries to magnify that thing in your face. But when you start to praise the Lord, everyone say, praise the Lord. When you start to praise the Lord, the chains and the shackles start to slip off of you, okay? You will be out of your prison. You will be out of those places, but you need to do it. It comes out of your mouth. Nobody can do it for you. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't praise for me. 
Say, I got to praise for myself. I got to praise the Lord for myself. It's got to come out of our mouth. The word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything, everything, it says thing, okay? Not everyone, everything, even the animals and, and the grass and the flowers and everything. Let everything, everything that has breath, praise the Lord, okay? So, who has wrongly accused you? Who has wrongly accused you? Who has done things wrong to you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did you know that when you're in a battle and there's a whole lot of stuff going on against you, do you know what that means? That there's a victory coming, okay? There's a victory coming. There's a testimony that is coming in your life. There is something that God is producing inside of you, and it's like almost like we have to go through some of those things sometime to get out the unbelief and to get out the doubt and to get out all the complaining and to get out all the whining and the murmuring and everything else out of us. But you know what? That means that there's a victory coming. So what do you do when there's smoke everywhere in the battle? You're on the battlefield. All you can see is smoke everywhere. You can't see the end of that battle. What do you do when their battle going on what do you do hallelujah you start praising him and when you start praising him hallelujah i thank you for the victory i thank you for the blessing i thank you for your faithfulness you are good oh lord and your mercy endures forever you can do all things and you start to remember all the miracles that god has already done for you how many people in this place has god answered one of your prayers okay how many of you have, has God done a miracle in your life in some way or another? Something that you couldn't have done for yourself, but he did it. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Even though the battles change, the circumstances change, but our God never changes. You're on the winning side, my friend. Look at the person next to you and say, we're on the winning team. Okay? If we're on the winning team, then we're on the winning team. We need to realize that, okay? Okay? The Lord just want me to deal with something in this place right now, okay? He just wants me to deal with something in this place right now because instead of our praising, it's like the word of God says that blessings and curses come from the same mouth. It can't come from the same mouth, okay? When you curse, it brings death, right? When you bless, it brings life, amen, okay? Salt water and spring water, it doesn't flow from the same stream okay the lord is just he's just like speaking to me that there's a lot of complaining going on in shalom church there's a lot of complaining going on amongst the people a lot of complaining the lord hasn't heard oh you're worthy oh you're awesome oh you're wonderful ah oh, this hasn't happened yet why why am i still in this way why haven't you answered my prayers why hasn't this happened and uh, and the why and the why and the why i'm going there lord why 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 you know what when you continually ask the lord why this and why that and why this and why that and you think that you are justified of asking him why all the time you know what why is before the lord why also means why and why is whining okay we're going there today that comes off as complaining to the Lord. We need to get rid of the whys and the wah and the whinings before the Lord. And we need to release that down and we need to say thank you that you will answer my prayers. I thank you that you've heard me. I thank you for your faithfulness. I praise you for the blessing. And you get out your hands and go, I believe it's going to happen and I receive it. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen? And you start moving like it's going to happen, and you start acting like it's going to happen, regardless of the circumstance that is in front of you. Okay, some of you are in the same place that you've been in years ago, and you're here today sitting in Shalom Church in 2015, and God had things for you to do back in 2012, but you didn't make it because of the why, the why, and the complaining. This is why pastor doesn't let me preach sometimes, okay? <laughs> we never know what to expect when I'm up here. Because <laughs> this isn't anywhere in my notes, okay? If you want to get into the place that God has for you, into your destiny, into your purpose, you have got to start changing the way that you act in your life, the words that come out of your mouth, your worship before the Lord, and the way that you praise the Lord. And I'm not talking about false praise. Oh, I praise you because I have to. No, praise him because he is worthy. Praise him because he is awesome. Praise him because he is the great I am. He is the all-powerful and mighty God, and he deserves all of our praise. He's earned it. Whether you give it to him or not, he has earned it. But what he's waiting on you, my friend, if you're waiting for that breakthrough to come, if you're waiting for that blessing to be released to you, you got to get your praise on, okay? You got to get your praise on. You got to get the complaining out of your vocabulary, all the when, the why, and oh my Lord, and get your praise on this next 30 days. You know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, 30 day praise challenge. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, guess what I'm going to do for those that praise me in those 30 days? He says, I'm going to break chains off of them. I'm going to open prison doors. I'm going to do miracles and different things for them that they only could do, that they could only receive by just praising the Lord. And that's all you have to do is praise him. And you know, when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like it, you praise him. If you wake up and you're sick, you praise him. If you, if you like are late on your house payment and you can't pay different things, you know what? You praise the Lord. You start praising him for the finances. Start praising him for the breakthrough. Start praising him for all those things. And you know what happens? Breakthrough starts to come. And also, it affects everyone around you. People around you in your prison, in the area that you need God to really move in, they're watching you. Look at your neighbor and say, they're watching you. And then look at them like this and go, look at me, you guys go, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Okay, my eyes are on you. You know what? Because when you get your breakthrough, other people get their breakthrough because it raises up their faith. And they're just like, oh my gosh, if God did that for you, God's going to do that for me too. Amen? We need to be a witness and a testimony of the goodness and the grace and the power of God. God is alive and he is on the throne and he truly can do all things. Amen? Open your Bible to the book of Luke. To Luke chapter 17. Okay, and we're going to read verse 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, let's read all this together. How about if we all read together? Now on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. 
When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Were all the other nine, where are all the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I love this story here. This is awesome. The, the lepers, there were ten of them that came to Jesus, and they needed, obviously they needed healing. They needed to be cleansed. So when Jesus said, go, you know, go to the priest and show, go show yourself before the priest. So they weren't healed at that particular moment, but as they went, they were cleansed, okay? So like sometimes you'll get prayed for and you don't feel a change right then and there. But as you go about your day, as you go about even maybe a day or two, depending, your, your healing comes sometimes as you go, okay? So one of them came back, say one of them. One of them came back to praise the Lord, Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for me. Thank you. This is a miracle. We need to do that. There are many times that right after God does a miracle for us, you know what? Our prayer time lessens. Our prayer time gets shorter in the secret place. Do you know why? Because now we don't need to pray over that thing anymore because he's actually, he fulfilled that. He, he answered that prayer, and now we don't spend a lot of time with him on that. He wants us to be able to, when he does do those, when he does answer those prayers for us, to come and thank him and to spend time at his feet and thanking him and just praising him for who he is. You know, I, I love it. It's like the other day, Cheryl, I'm going to use it as, as an example. Last week, her bicycle was stolen, okay? Her bicycle was stolen, okay? And instead of Cheryl getting upset and getting upset about her bike getting stolen, what does she do? She started praising the Lord. You know why? Because God, God used somebody to promise her a car, that they're going to give her a car, and she needs to get her license, which she's working on doing that right now. But she had a choice in that moment to either, you know, whine and complain or start praising the Lord. And she started praising God and thanking him and just even going back, God, I just thank you. I thank, I just remember that testimony right now. I just had to say that. You know, we need to make sure that we are spending time with the Lord and thanking him and praising him for what he does. Amen. He is so worthy. Okay, this is one of my favorite ones. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. And there's a lot of verses here, so I might kind of skip around if you are taking notes. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And it's the story between verse 1 through 30, okay? And, okay, let's go to... Um, this is where Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, defeats Moab and and Ammon. Let's start reading at verse 5, okay? Okay. Actually, okay, so on the first verse it says, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Milnites, came to make war with Jehoshaphat, Okay. So there was a war that was getting ready to be made here. In verse 5, Jehoshaphat, he stood up in the assembly of Judah. What does Judah mean? Praise. 
and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new country yard and said, and, and from here forward, he prays this prayer, okay? He prays this prayer to God. I love this. Oh, Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. I think he's praying with faith right now, don't you think? But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory... You would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. So how they're repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Have you ever prayed a faith-filled prayer before and you're just like, he, they didn't say, oh God, we're going to die. Oh, this is going to happen. It's like they're, he's praying this faith-filled prayer knowing who God is, knowing what God's already done, and knowing that everything's going to be okay. But he says, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. So he didn't put his eyes on that situation. I, Lord, I really don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. When you get your eyes on the Lord, okay, there's a lot of different battles raging in our lives, a lot of different circumstances and, and situations happening in each and, each and every family that's here. But when we get our eyes off of that and we get our eyes onto the Lord, now we can get the right perspective of really what's going to happen, okay? Then from here, okay, I'm going to, okay, all the men of Judah with their wives, I'm on verse 13, with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, I'm like butchering these names, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. Keep going. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. So now there's a prophetic word coming forth, okay? Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the edge of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, 
Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him. Now, this is awesome right here, okay? They didn't get all armed up for this battle, okay? The Lord gave them a word, hey, this battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. The battle that you're going through right now, it's not your battle. It belongs to the Lord, right? So what did they do? They armed themselves for the battle in praise and in singing. So they, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise to him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at, at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set, he set what? ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Look at this. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying around on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. Everyone say plunder. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days, say three days, three days to collect it all. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Baraka to this day. Amen. Barak, whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> I always butcher all the names, you guys. Okay. So Judah means praise. This is awesome. How many times when we get into a battle, we try to take it on our own? We try to take it on our, do everything on our own strength. You know what? The first thing that you need to do is you need to get your eyes off of your problem, and you need to get your eyes on your God, okay? You need to ask him, God, what do I do? Uh, maybe I don't know what to do. Maybe you don't know, but get your eyes on the Lord. Say, my eyes are on you, Lord. They're not on this circumstance, but they are on you. And then what do you do? God's going to give you an instruction. He's going to bring forth some wisdom for you that you need regarding your circumstance. And you know what? He's going to always speak to the victory. God never speaks to your defeat. He always speaks to your victory, okay? Because remember, we're on the winning team, amen? And if you're really focusing on the Lord and you're, you're getting your praise on, you're going to get that victory, but you're going to have to do it his way as you worship the Lord, okay? Worship and praising God it is so powerful. When they praised the Lord, God sent out ambushes against them, okay, against the enemy. Ambushes, totally like they started killing each other, okay? They didn't have to fight the battles, what God said. You don't have to fight the battle that you're going through, okay? Did you know that God is big enough to take care of that? Do you really believe that he's big enough? I mean, how many of you are going through some kind of a battle here? Raise up your hand. Seriously, the battle is not yours, but it is God's. And if you give it over to the Lord and you really take on this praise challenge for 30 days and you start praising him, and I mean really just praise him for that situation, praising him for that breakthrough, praising him for your healing, praising him for whatever it is that you're waiting for, he is going to meet you in that place. Okay? And what happened after the battle was won? 
There were spoils of war. Everyone say spoils of war. They, they became really rich. There was so much stuff. It took them three days. There was so much plunder. It took them three days to actually bring everything in. Okay? Did you know through every battle, there are spoils of wars for you? There is plunder for you. There are rewards for you through every battle that you are going through or that you've gone through and you've got the victory. Okay? There, is, there are rewards there waiting for you. It's very biblical, but it is very true. I remember when I was in, I was in um, Brazil, and I was ministering at the Encounter with God for the women in Brazil. And for some odd reason, like this particular uh, encounter, there's always a lot of warfare, but there was like so much warfare on this event. It was, I think, the encounter that I, that I worked at that had more warfare than any other encounter that I ever worked at. And it was apparent to everybody. It's like, whoa, man, what is going on here? This is crazy. And we just all pressed in and pressed in and pressed in and pressed in and just stayed united because you got to be united and worshiped and praised. And I'm telling you, when we got the victory, because people got set free, they got healed, they got delivered, they got, they, everybody got their victory. But you know what? God starts speaking to me about the spoils of war, that plunder that comes when you plunder the enemy's camp and when you get back things that were stolen, things that were taken, and different things. I'm not kidding you. And the Lord told me one day, he said, ask me for the, ask me for the spoils of war. After I got done at the encounter, and I said, okay, I'd never prayed that way before. And I said, Lord, I ask you for my portion. I receive my portion by faith, the spoils of war that you have for me, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. That was in the time when we were starting our business in Brazil. And the very next day, like, we got a miracle. It was a huge miracle. We have the best graphic company that's in Brazil that produces all of our boxes and packaging and everything. And for some odd reason, like, it started out at one price on one thing, and they ended up dropping it, like, $10,000 the next day. Oh, we just want to drop this down for you. It's like, yeah, thank you, Lord, for the Because if the price didn't go down, we couldn't have the best company do this for us. We would have had to go with the second best company, which God always gives the best. But it was spoils of war. Like, I literally got to see that in my eyes. Because we, we look at things sometimes in a certain way, and we expect things to come in. Oh, it's got to come in in this check in the mail. And sometimes we stand there by our mailbox waiting for some miracle check to come in. Okay, I'm here to tell you, okay, God, he's not a money tree, okay? He brings things in in various ways. But expect it. But you need to get your praise on, okay? Your victory is waiting for you. You're the one that has to go through it. It's easy for me. Like, if I see you, I can go. Sometimes maybe I can go through the battles that you're going through easy. Sometimes maybe you can go through the battles that I'm going through easy. But you know what? I have to go through the things that I have to go through, and you have to go through the things that you have to go through, right? But we have, we have different tools that God has given to us. When we get our praise on before the Lord, battles are won. End of story. Battles are won. How many of you need a, a battle won right now? You need God to win a battle. Just praise the Lord. Amen? Sing to him. Worship him in expectancy that that thing is already taken care of. Amen? Okay? Psalm 71, 8 says, My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. We need to fill our mouths with praise and declare who he is. If somebody cuts you off on the road, on the freeway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not going to let other words come out of our mouth, but we're going to bless. We're going to praise the Lord in these days. Amen. You wake up and something horrible happens to you this week. I'm not prophesying over you. I'm just saying 
Sometimes when we decide to praise the Lord, sometimes the enemy tries to rise up, tries to give us a, a reason to not praise the Lord. But you know what? We have already decided here, I believe this, I'm speaking for all of us, we're going to decide that we're just going to praise him, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of how we feel, regardless of our circumstance, amen? Okay? And the complaining we talked about earlier, correct? That was a major thing with the Lord. No more complaining. We need to get that out. Just get it out. Whatever is in your heart, it comes out of your mouth. And don't, don't allow this filth and garbage to come out of your mouth to the Lord. Your, your prayers are going to go nowhere, okay? They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to hit the ceiling, and you're going to hit the ceiling, and you're never going to pass by that, that level that God has for you in that season of complaining, living a life of complaining, amen? Okay? So we're going to praise him for our marriage. We're going to praise him for our health, our jobs, whatever it is that you need to praise him for, whatever area that you need a breakthrough in, you start speaking it out. Like if your husband's not saved or wife's not saved, I thank you for the mighty man of God that you're giving me, God. I thank you for the mighty man of God that my husband is going to be. I thank you for that mighty woman of God that my wife is going to be. I thank you for this. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. And start thanking him and speaking it out as though, as though it has already happened. Because it will happen. Amen? It will happen. But as you speak into that, because you're feeding with our mouth, we're feeding in two different areas. We're feeding the negative side or we're feeding into the blessing of what God has. We need to get rid of any negative spirit that is on us. If there's a negative spirit that's on you and you're just negative and, and maybe people don't like to be around you because you're just negative all the time, I don't like to be around negative people. Okay, I realize that people got issues and people go through things, but you know what? Even before I was a Christian, I wasn't a negative person. I was not a negative person. I was always a very positive person. I could always see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I didn't know the Lord, okay? So I don't believe it has to be a Christian thing or not a Christian thing. I think that it's inside of you. Whatever's inside of you is going to come out Okay, if there's any negativity that's flowing, get it out and repent of that. Because that is a spirit, and that is not the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Okay? So if some of you, maybe, maybe some of you have been struggling with depression, all you need to do is praise the Lord. You know what? The greatest, the greatest experience that I had on praising the Lord was when we lost our baby. When we, we were three months pregnant, we, we had a miscarriage and lost our baby. And in that time, I did not feel like praising the Lord, you know, you just don't feel like praising the Lord, and you're tired, and you're just like, God, why, and you get all the wah, the wah, and the complaining, and all this stuff out, and I just, you know what, I decided, because praise, to praise God, you have to decide that you're going to praise him, and I remember, it took me almost three days before I could finally get before the Lord, because I was so broken, that, but by the time I did get to the Lord, the words came out of my mouth, I said, in this place, God, I'm going to praise you, I'm going to praise you, and I'm going to praise you like I've never praised you before in the valley. I've praised you on the mountaintop, but I'm going to praise you in the valley. And as I started to praise God in the valley, I spent hours and hours in the presence of the Lord. And I made time to do that. And I spent hours and hours, and the spirit of depression is trying to come on me. And all I do is spend time with the Lord and pouring out my heart and praising him and worshiping him, praising him and worshiping him. And what did he do? He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a new rock, gave me a place to stand, put a new song in my mouth. He blessed me. He pulled me out of this pit through praising him, okay? Maybe some of you are in a pit, but you need to come out of it by, by praising the Lord. 
And the Lord really wants to pull you out of oppressions. He wants to pull you out of heaviness. He wants to pull you out of depression. But you just got to praise God no matter how you feel, no matter what circumstance is going wrong in your life. Praise him for who he is. Praise him because he is worthy. Amen? It's a choice. I want right now um, everybody in this place that wants to take the praise challenge for 30 days, I want you to stand up on your feet right now. And I know John inside of his heart, he's already on, on his feet. I know that. God really wants to move, you guys. This is the month. God works in times and seasons. Amen? He works in times and seasons. And when God's getting ready to move and do something, we don't want to miss out on what he's doing. We want to get in the river and get in that place of just having fun with the Lord and just worshiping him. Today is the first day. So however you woke up this morning, whatever came out of your mouth negative this morning, you're going to get your praise on for God. You're going to get your worship on and start thinking of how awesome that he is and how wonderful he is. Start thanking him for that situation that's, that's not doing good. Start thanking him for that. Because there's going to be a change in your life and in your circumstances in this month of November. Let me say that again. There's going to be a change in your life and in your circumstances in the month of November. Amen? Do you believe that? We need the power of God to move. Otherwise, it's just striving. We don't want to strive before the Lord. We need him to come and show off and show who he is and show his glory. So those people that are in prison around us waiting for God to, to, to move in their life, when they see us getting set free, when they see us getting that victory, when they see us getting that blessing from God, you know what? They're going to get their breakthrough too. Everybody's watching. People are watching you. People are watching me. I have people coming up to me saying, I'm watching you. Like, I'm watching you going through this battle you're going through right now. And, and they, they literally tell me, and you don't realize that people are watching you. They're watching to see what you're doing. They're watching to see what your reaction is. They're watching to see what, you, what comes out of your mouth, if it's negativity or if it's praise to God. We need to be, be careful on that. We praise you, Lord. We exalt you today, oh God. There's no one like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Lord of the armies. We thank you that the battle belongs to you, God. We thank you that you are strong and mighty. We thank you that you are powerful. We thank you that you are faithful, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your blessings, God. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. And we thank you for all that you're doing for us. And we thank you for what you're going to do, God. Lord, we accept this 30-day prayer praise challenge here at Shalom Church. We say, praise the Lord. We will praise you, God, regardless of how we feel, regardless of our circumstance, regardless of our situation. God, we know that we can't do these things, but we know that you can do all things. We know that all things, all things, God, that you can do. Nothing is hard for you, Lord. Nothing is too hard for you. Everything that you've said to us that will happen, it will happen, for you are not a man that you should lie, nor a son a man that you should change your mind. When you speak, oh God, you always act. You are always faithful. You are always true, oh God. We thank you for your word. We stand on your word. We stand on your promises. We stand on your goodness. We stand on who you are, oh God. And we just say, thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord. God, I ask that you would forgive us for complaining, any moaning, any groaning. That you would remove it far from 
us, oh God. That you would purify us today, oh God. And Lord, let it let let worship just go up from our lives, God. Let praise go up, God. Regardless of what's going on, we're going to praise you, God. We thank you for the miracles that you're going to do in our lives in these 30 days, oh Lord. And everybody says, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Let's praise him. He is worthy of all of our praise. All honor, all glory belongs to you, God. We exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, Lord. Hallelujah to the most high God. Hallelujah, we praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. We're going to release service right now. If you need prayer specifically, the altars are open up here. We want to remind you about the cell groups on Tuesday and for you guys to have a great and blessed week. And everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.